Hi, my name is Titi Mutendi and you are listening to Enterprising Families Podcast. Welcome to the world of Enterprising Families where we discuss the issues of governance, next gen and looking at how families of wealth and family businesses growing into families of wealth can preserve their wealth, become better as they go forward into a new generation. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Enterprising Families and on this episode of Enterprising Families we are going to be unpacking health and family wealth, what the holistic story is, what it should look like, what it currently looks like and what we can prepare for our future to look like when when we're thinking about health and wealth and to have this discussion with me I have the amazing Faisal Alibi and I've had so many interesting conversations with Faisal, especially around health and wealth and how it's so important to interlink this to our building our families and multi-generational legacies. Welcome, Faisal. Thank you very much, Sisi, for having me and uh, thank you for the kind words. Um, And uh, yeah, let's, let's have some fun. Absolutely. So before I jump into the deeper discussion, I would like you to give an introduction of yourself, who you are to my audience, so they get a feel of why we're having this discussion in particular. All right, I guess I'll, you know, who I am is a deep question, CC. so I'll stay on the surface. Um, like you, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm born in Africa. Um, I was raised in in Belgium, finished my schooling in Canada, university in the US. I moved to Hong Kong in 1992. So I'm a third gen family business member. Um, Our generation decided not to join the core family business, but um, go into emerging markets. So first went into Eastern Europe in 1991 and built out a textile group uh, focused um, in Hungary, Czech, Poland, Romania, and the region with licenses to Disney, Cartoon Network, and Warner Brothers. And then eventually we decided to go into war-torn Africa and uh, focused on Angola, Congo, Sudan, Burundi, you get the picture, and focus on fast-moving consumer goods, white goods, um, generic pharma and anti-HIV drugs, and general commodities. And so that's kind of the original background. And then I guess the rest we can unfold as we as we talk. Yes, absolutely. So today we're talking about health and wealth, and particularly because um, you have this amazing organization that works with families around aligning their health and wealth in a 360 degree angle. And so my first go-to would be to ask you about the work that you do and what led you to start doing this well, this work. All right. So I guess I'll start the other way. What led? It was life. Um, by the time I was 35, we were running a family business that was operating in 15 countries with 10,000 employees and the business in the hundreds of millions. And um, at the age of 35, as I walked out of the doctor's office, He said, whatever God you believe, please pray. And the next day felt like a death warrant when I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. So that was the turning point 
that led to a reality check. And the key piece from that was the doctors could not explain why I got the cancer. All they could give me was the diagnosis and the chemo and surgeries that would help manage. I mean, no people use the word cure. I'm not sure if it's applicable, the cancer. And so that's how the whole reflection on how did I contribute to create an ecosystem where my body was enabled the growth of 10 tumors and two were very large. One was the size of a Rubik's cube. One was the size of a tennis ball and the other eight were one to two CM. So that was the, I guess, life's way of asking me to relook at my own life and then consider to be of service to other families like yourself and myself that are next gen and that at times make choices that are not balanced um, and not aligned for longevity and succession. Right. Now, if you could just unpack this a little bit further, when it comes to how your health affects your wealth, we tend to, especially with entrepreneurs and people in business, we tend to focus on getting the business working and uh, making sure that the business system is working 100%. And sometimes we then also focus on the family and the family system working. And we forget that we are as individuals, integral parts of the family system and the business system. And taking from what your experience is, where your health affected you, how did that then spiral and, uh, and affect the other systems and the wealth that you were building? So yeah, in my, in my circumstance, I was very lucky, you can say. I had created a foundation, which is the equivalent of a trust, when I was 27. So the paperwork was in order. I didn't have to really scramble or sign anything. Secondly, I handed over the company in the hospital room within five minutes. And I did have my brother and my cousin, who were family members that were handling the ground, the other side. So in that case, I was fortunate. Um, but going to the key question you're asking is when we speak, I was um, with, uh, you know, helping Jay Hughes uh, two weeks ago on a facilitation of a webinar that he ran, and he refers to wealth equals well being. And I completely agree with him where we look at wealth from a well being perspective, but physical, mental, emotional, and relational. So it's the multidimensional approach and the interdependency of these three pieces that we look at as the core foundation of wealth. I wouldn't say it's all only wealth, but the foundation of wealth. So our role as the world's first family health office is to help bring back the individual at the forefront, which is the individual family member at the forefront of the system and then work with the individual to the to the collective. So kind of, I've, I've, I'm in the process of finishing my next book and the concept of the yin and yang of me and we, that collective and the individual. Yes, and that, that makes a lot of sense. So when you're working with families, 
what is your your point of contact? What is the the first thing that you work with helping them align with or helping them understand better? Okay, so so people come in for different reasons. So we kind of look at life and we say, what life stage are you in? And most of us are partly in planning, partly in transition. And if we're honest, there's some chronic acute going on. And so we, we kind of, we have this chart that uh, shows at the individual level, at the nuclear family level and the multi-generation level, and they identify themselves in that. So they come in for different reasons. A lot of the elderly will say, we want to come in and we just want to be physically protected, right? So they want to be protected in terms of their nutrition, their fitness, their sleep health, their gut health, their brain health, because today dementia is the elephant in the room, not cancer. They want to look at the DNA, the epigenetics. So that's their focus. Then there's others who are coming in and saying, I want to just focus on harmony and bringing harmony to the family. So then we're looking at the mental, emotional, and the relational state initially of the individual. So we look at you know, the foundational pieces, then the transformative pieces, and then the collective. And then there's others who say, you know what, we want to do all three. We want to do the full integrative um, multidimensional approach to well-being, which is physical, mental, emotional, relational. So there's, there's I would say, three buckets of, of people and why, you know, what they're coming in. And in each one of them, we have assessments, and then we have what we call pathways that we tailor make to the individual based on their specific needs and desires um, that they define as their core objectives. Hmm. And have you found that families look at their health as part of their wealth building or wealth protection measures, or is it something that they start focusing on when an emergency hits? Because we tend to take our bodies for granted majority of the time. And then when we get sick, all of a sudden we start becoming aware of our own mortality. What has been your experience? So I agree, Titi, when we started, I mean, remember this is, you know, I, I did this seven years for my own family first. And then this is year 10 as genetic care for family, friends, and others. So in, initially, you're 100% right. It was very reactive. Not our objective, but that was the reality. People were coming in when things were challenging or things got challenging. Now we see a lot more proactivity where people are coming in and wanting to really live in a, in, in a space of I'm thriving. You know, I don't want to just get through life. I want to really, you know, play, play ball at a higher level, which is whether you want to call it joy, whether you want to call it abundance in all space. So I think that you're seeing now more and more that the health and well-being is a core determinant and a key factor of the definition of wealth. Hmm. And yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And when is the best time to make people 
aware of the fact that they need to look at their well-being as important? Is there a particular age that you recommend that people start um, becoming aware of it and an age in particular that you, you advise people start engaging and ensuring that their well-being is taken care of? So look, uh, Chichi, we have people that are in their 80s and we have people that are babies, right? So we have the whole range, as you can imagine. But I think that, I think it's about why they're coming in. So there's some coming in where there's a transition happening, right? So they're very successful entrepreneurs. If it's first gen, they're now looking at thinking about succession. So somebody that comes to somebody like you starts to think about succession. They go to a family advisor like yourself and you start to advise them on the different pieces from the governance to the constitution, to the shareholder, but also what does it mean, right? What, what, does, what does this all mean to them, right? And, and what is their goal and what is their dream? And so, um, you know, and then at that point, obviously it's very valuable to bring in the family dynamic, the well-being as a key factor to continuity, right? So that's one, one piece. Um, and, and that is very common, okay? So when it comes to that succession planning. Uh, the, other, the other is what's happening more now is when people are doing very well um, and they just say, you know, we've, we've got everything, but we want to protect and take our health and well-being to the next level, right? And, and so there's that, those who are playing the upside and, and looking at it. And, and then, I mean, so there's different, I would say, you know, it's, it's, it's different reasons. Like we have a, a couple who came who, where she was going through premenopause and empty nesting, and he was moving through from management to board level. And they said, we like to have support in the next phase of life, which is kind of similar to when somebody sells a company and says, what do I do next? So there's those kinds. Of, so I think the transition and the planning is, is, is where we're seeing a lot more um, people coming in um, with obviously every now and then, you know, the chronic acute, somebody gets sick or, um, you know, or, or there's an issue with, with, with a child or a sibling or, or, or a spousal piece. Hmm. That sounds interesting. And more so now looking at the, the work that you do, you mentioned that um, one of your clients was a couple. Do you work um, with individuals or prefer to work, work with whole families or what is your process? So there are, there are cases where um, let's say we have a case where two siblings come in and their spouses and their children or, and their parents are going to wait and see. Now they went through the initial process, which was an assessment of 12 weeks. And now I just had a call with one of them today and they said, my wife is interested, but my sister's husband is not. Um, the key member of the business um, we would love them to participate as well. And my parents are now ready to have the conversation. So that's a scenario. Another scenario I can give where there is a dynamic 
um, issue happening where the whole family came in, right? Where husband, wife, and the children. Mm-hmm. We have another scenario where which we onboarded this week where the husband and wife want to improve the dynamics, communication of the family. And the children said, you start first and within a month we will begin. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, and then we do have individuals who say my wife or my husband is not interested, right? And, um, but I want to do this because it's important to me. So we do have individuals that come in as well. And then we have multi-generation, right? Where you have multiple nuclear families um, from a matriarch, patriarch, and we're taking care of the whole, um, you know, the, the whole system because they're looking at, you know, generational continuity, longevity, and uh, being able to communicate in harmony, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and the succession when I was referring to, um, initially one sibling came, then the other two siblings came in. So there was at a sibling level, then now the spouses have come in. Mm-hmm. And then we are planning with the next gen um, to come in as well. So sometimes it happens in stages. I think many a times it happens in stages. It's not always that everybody jumps in at first because, again, we are unique. We are looking at things very different from everyone else. So people want to, you know, feel safe, even though most of our business is referral, if not all. So it is coming through trusted people that, mm-hmm. um, that, that have been through the process. Mm. And where do you foresee the the future of awareness around well-being and taking care of every every focus of life or every area of our life as well as being more conscious about the fact that it's like a domino effect I remember you once um, used that um, example with me where you said it's like a domino. If one starts falling, the other ones can just really fall over one after the other. So taking care of, of each domino helps that stability and it helps you um, or at least protects you from it then just completely flattening out. So I think, I, think, I mean, I, I received an email yesterday um, from an expert like yourself speaking about bringing in the piece of well-being, um, you know, again, the multidimensional approach to it as part of the education process. So as, as being a, you know, a chief learning officer within all the other education that is occurring so that it begins at a foundational level, right? So that it's not only coming in from the top, but actually begins as a core educational piece to the family as they, you know, as they move through to build how to manage and transition. So that was quite interesting. But for us, yes, I mean, our goal is to have well-being as part of every continuity audit, um, to be part of, um, you know, the work that you do, which is, you know, the governance, the constitution, and, and the agreements, and the family council, and the conversations you have, whether it's Ubuntu or, or others. So I think, you know, for us, it's, it's that it becomes part of the core dimension um, of longevity, continuity, succession planning, 
and, um, and wealth planning. So you mentioned um, that you have participated in um, a workshop recently um, around speaking about the importance of integrating health, well-being uh, with other core focuses of wealth building. Is there any other workshops or programs that people can enroll in or um, subscribe to or even um, information that your organization give out, gives out so that they can start aligning themselves or getting more information on how they can get started on this journey? Yeah, I mean, as as you're fair, we we did we did a a webinar together, a pre-recorded one, not long ago, and we did one with your colleague Nikkei as well. Um, so we've done about ninety webinars since COVID began, um, and in there, there's a lot of the key elements that you're you're speaking about in terms of what are the pieces, what are things we should consider. Um, you know, the process we do, which is the Chi Eight. All of the pieces are in webinar format. If somebody um, wants to just get an exposure or, or, you know, DIY, do it yourself, which is we're more than happy that somebody is, you know, willing to take the time, energy and resource to do that. Um, and so it's all on the website um, and, and, you know, obviously free of charge. And of course, if somebody wants to go deeper, we're more than happy to, to have that conversation. But uh, Jay Hughes, as you know, has written a number of books in that space talking about, he calls it spiritual wealth. Um, you know, we, we you know, in, in the non-American context, we don't usually use the word spiritual. It can get a bit confusing. So we focus more on just general well-being and then within that, the physical, mental, emotional, and relational. Yes, um, Jay is a friend of mine, and I completely agree with you. All the content that he has managed to share and um, he continues to educate people on, it's very, very important, especially when it comes to building and sustaining and maintaining wealth. So let's say um, somebody has listened to this podcast and wants to get hold of you or your team. What is the process that they should be looking forward to or how do they do that? Well, look, one is obviously, I mean, you can connect through us through the website. Um, you can obviously connect to me directly. I mean, it's faisalalibai at geneticcare.com, which you, you are aware of. Um, the process would be um, many a times I normally have a call with the family, but what normally happens then we go we go to the well-being head who spends the time to assess what we're dealing with and to align on the objectives of the family, and then depending on whether they want to focus again only on physical, only on dynamics, or on all three, um, we then you know with their alignment, decide on which piece to go through. And then we have an assessment process that can be anywhere from eight to 12 weeks. And then we create a pathway, uh, which normally is about a year. And you know, people ask me, what is the commitment that we need to make? And we say, if you're willing to commit one hour a week, we're good to go. 
And of course, most people are more than willing to commit 60 minutes a week because Chichi, you and I both know if we don't spend, if we're not willing to spend 60 minutes a week just to take care of ourselves um, and our loved ones, um, I think we need to relook at our priorities and journal a little more. Absolutely. Completely agree with you. Well, thank you so much, uh, Faisal, for joining me. And um, thank you for allowing us to have a glimpse into the important work that you're doing. Is there any final words you would like to share with my listeners before we call it a day? Yeah, look, for me, it's, 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 I think, you know, first A, thank you very much, Cici, for having me. Um, it's absolute honor and privilege to be here. And yeah, just to nudge each one of us to look at health and well-being in a multidimensional manner, um, you know, the physical, the mental, emotional, and the relational. But I think also to remind ourselves that most of the disruption in succession, in longevity is coming from the relational piece, which is the human connection and our ability or inability to relate and communicate and truly listen um, with, you know, with our loved ones and the family at large. So just a nudge to just remind ourselves that's the, where the magic happens. And that's where, unfortunately, some of the challenges um, take us a little bit out of control as well. So thank you again, Jitsi, for, for the time and the honor and privilege for being here. Thank you so much, Faisal. Thank you.